bonus edition of No Dunks. I'm J.D. Skeets here in Atlanta with the Bearded One, Trey Kirby. We got super producer J.D. mashing them buttons. And we've actually got a very special guest joining us on the phone right now. I mentioned him on last Monday's podcast. It's NBA superfan David DeLooper, who is currently trying to make it onto all 30 NBA Jumbotrons in just 30 days. Yes, that's right. 30 days, 30 games, 30 Jumbotrons. And we've tracked them down. David, how's it going, man? Appreciate you joining us here today. Oh, thank you guys for having me. It is going well. Definitely a grind being on the road for 30 days, but so far we are 17 for 17, which is super exciting. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, we're recording this on Friday, January 10th, so that is the update. You're 17 for 17, um, the streak obviously still alive. Where are you actually right now with us talking to you here? Sure. So last night I was in Minnesota and then currently driving to Chicago uh, at some random truck stop right now, actually on the phone. But um, ironically, I thought the drive from Minnesota to Chicago was two to three hours. And I plugged it in on my GPS this morning and I was I was way off. So here we are. (laughs) Well, we we won't keep you too, too long because you got a game to make tonight. But I got to know how how in the world did this idea come about? Like what was the genesis for this? Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the question. I mean, for me, I'm actually uh, I played soccer my entire life and uh, played in college. And when I graduated college, I realized it's a lot easier to play pickup basketball than it is with pickup <laughs> soccer. Sure. Uh, you can show up to a court by yourself and make friends. And, and that's kind of how I made friends after college and, and kind of being a, a collegiate athlete and having that transition of not playing anymore is, is a little tough. So basketball helped me through that. And you know, I started playing basketball, and then I fell in love with basketball, and I started following the NBA, and and here we are now. Um, and to to your point, like for me, the biggest thing is you can be at an NBA game, and the team could be winning by thirty or, or losing by thirty, but if you see that one person get on the jumbotron, they can change the entire atmosphere. And and hopefully, I can do that. Well, that's what's interesting about this idea to me. Like, had you gone to NBA games prior to this to this journey here, to this challenge, and like gotten on the jumbotron before, and were like, "Hey, that was fun. Oh, that would be cool if I tried to get on every one." Like, how did that specific part? Because we've we've had uh, you know super fans do similar things. The idea of like, I got to get to every arena, or maybe try and do it in a very short amount of time. But this jumbotron is the little twist here. So, how did that particular part come about? Yeah, no, the, the first game, the first NBA game I went to, I actually got on the Jumbotron. And I, uh, it was like my first real NBA game was the Knicks versus the Heat. Okay. When LeBron had just joined the Heat. This was probably 20, 2014, 2015, or, or maybe 2010. Yeah. But um, I fell in love with that feeling, that motivation. And then I almost actually tripped and the crowd laughed. So I loved that. <laughs> there was some energy behind it. Um, and it's just fun. Like, I, I have subpar dance moves. I totally realized that. <laughs> Um, but the biggest thing is it makes some people smile and, and the people around me get really embarrassed, which is also fun. You said you're 17 for 17 so far on the Jumbotron part of the challenge. Have you had a disaster when you've been on the Jumbotron uh, up to this point? So two that stick out um, on our second day, actually, we were in Brooklyn and I didn't get on the Jumbotron until the fourth quarter with two minutes left. Whoa. I was I was sweating for sure because that was day number two and I was like oh man if I you know <laughs> I got on in Philly in the first day on Christmas Day and then the second day I don't get on like that's terrible so that was such a close call and then at the Clippers 
I got on the jumbotron. Somebody started to kind of stand up in front of me, so I tried to jump on my seat. And I almost <laughs> tripped and, and fell. And there's a video of it, and, and people are like, "Oh, it looked cool how you got up on your chair up and down real quick." And I was like, "Yeah, totally yeah. Um, smooth." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have—is it a friend, a colleague, like like traveling with you? Because yeah, you're getting this, or someone is getting this footage for you because you've been sharing it on your social media platforms. Like you're obviously the one up there dancing, trying to get on the jumbotron. But when you do, it it appears like you have a friend or somebody who is it um, recording it for you. So who is this random person, or is it someone new every game? Yeah, it's it's uh, his name is Colin Kerrigan. He, if you notice in every single one of the videos, he's the guy that looks very bored holding a phone <laughs> next to him. Um, he he lives in Philly, where I'm from, and we're we're very good friends. We've worked together in the past, and and somehow I convinced him to come on this journey with me. Um, he's a freelance photographer and filmmaker, and it, it took a while. It took about six months, but slowly but surely, I was able to convince him. Do you guys have plans to do something with all of this footage? at the end of it or is it just enjoying in, in the moment right now right now we're enjoying it hopefully you know we're filming everything on an iphone and and sometimes a night a little bit nicer of a camera so maybe a short or a documentary after it but mm. biggest thing is it's day by day for us we're just having fun with it and the people we meet is you know one of the most exciting parts about it too you said you guys are friends you've been friends for a while but you've also now been on the road <laughs> together with just each other for about two weeks are you still friends to this point <laughs> I, I can firmly and confidently say we are still friends. <laughs> wow, that's um, big. Our friendship has probably grown exponentially with these last uh, 17 days. And, you know, there has not been any rifts, any fights. It, it's been like a handshake partnership. It's been <laughs> great. Uh, do, you, uh, do you share the, uh, you know, the driving duties? Because, you know, you are flying from some city to cities, but you are driving like you are right now from Minnesota to Chicago. Like, how's that come about? Is one guy the designated driver? The other guy's got the tunes? Like, how's that work? Yeah, we, we split driving. Okay. To be honest, it's been a lot of podcasts. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's it's kind of like a 50-50 thing. I'm actually a terrible driver, so a lot of times he drives in the cities and then I drive on the open highways. Right. Uh, had a few close calls, to say the least. How did this, how long did this take to plan? Like, I that's like the part that like blows my mind the most because I've seen your schedule. And again, like, you are hitting an NBA city every single night i know there's that one day you have off because you had the lakers clippers doubleheader uh on that one particular day but like how long did the planning go into this yeah so this idea it's been percolating for for well over a year and then really the the nuts and bolts came down to i think it was august 10th or august 13th when the nba schedule actually came out yep. i think that was the day and that's when i started actually mapping it out and you know that's when it got real to say the least but i've been saving up for for well over a year and what's nice is that if you book flights on spirit or frontier you know four <laughs> or five months in advance they they're pretty cheap to say the least um so it's been you know planned out for a while so are you trying to do this sort of as cheap as possible is that fair to say like yeah definitely so it's kind of been the coolest part is the support uh, so we were, you know, featured on Reddit the other day and then people, you know, reached out. They're like, oh, I have tickets here. Oh, I, you know, you could stay at my place. I'll cook you dinner. And wow. a lot of them we kind of ignored, not going to lie, just because <laughs> they're, you know. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, you know, the planning in advance has, has led to being cost efficient. And we're, we're crashing at friends' places every day. Right. Um, at, at coworkers even too. So it's just, it's funny how it all works out. Yeah. Has it, 
in a way with the tickets, like actually getting into the arena and maybe even on the Jumbotron, um, has that gotten easier as this has gone on? Because you're right, it's it, you've you've gained some momentum. You were on Bleacher Report, like you said, Reddit, we're having on you here now. Like It seems like the teams are almost ready for you. Is that fair to say? Yeah, so the first couple games were, were just kind of hit or miss. Yeah. And I have a I have a full strategy for myself for, for how to get on the Jumbotron, and, oh, and oh, it worked. I'd love to hear. Yeah. What is that strategy? Sure, sure. So really the the first thing is you got to wear something of the team you're supporting or or watching um for example last night we were in minnesota and it was a great experience great atmosphere and they were playing portland there was not one person featured on the jumbotron that was wearing a portland jersey so you know just a simple step one yep step two is is lower bowl um preferably the corner opposite of the team bench oh uh that's where the cameramen are and they're wired and, and tethered so they kind of stick to that corner. Okay. Uh, and then three is get there early. Um, you know, just stand up at your seat the entire time, really just to kind of wave them down. And and four is kind of dress up in a costume. Uh, that definitely helps, you know, stick out. And then five is do some subpar dance moves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which which apparently I'm doing pretty well now. So. That's uh, I love the costume part. That is, I mean, I should have slipped that in at the beginning. Yeah, every game you go to, you not only are rocking the jersey if you can, but you've you've gotten pretty creative with the costumes. I think you were Ben Franklin uh, when you got this started on Christmas in Philadelphia. You've been the Statue of Liberty for the Knicks game. You've been a king and a wizard, and and sometimes uh, you've just worn a taco hat. You know, <laughs> not even on a Hot Tuesday. Like, yeah, like has that part? Like, how far I guess in advance are you planning the costume? Have you been traveling with thirty costumes, or is that like a sort of a day of thing and you're like all right i guess i'll go with this how's that come about yeah so full disclosure the day after halloween i went to um, spirit halloweens and party cities and i stocked up <laughs> on costumes that were like 70 percent off really uh oh absolutely yeah um so this has been and then so i ended up shipping you know a couple boxes across the nation just logistically so that i could save some money and and I've, there's been a few like emergency party city runs as well. Yeah. Um, so it's been a mix of both day of. Sometimes I'm like, oh, the costume, I didn't ship it right or whatever. And, and then I just got to run to a party city. <laughs> Honestly, that's brilliant because, I mean, once you mentioned Spirit Airlines and all these costumes, I know that those fees could rack up and up and up. It's going to cost you an extra 50 bucks for every single costume. Do you have a favorite one that you've worn so far? Man, I, I, it's probably not my favorite, but the crowd reacted so well to it is uh, the Lakers wearing that taco hat. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think the game was on a Sunday, yep. and yet people were chanting Taco Tuesday. And I ended up, <laughs> like, I ended up winning fan of the game just because of that hat, I think. Um, <laughs> wow. So it, it was it was such a cool experience. And then the funny part was afterwards, I'm, I'm leaving the stadium, and I was still wearing the taco hat, and people just come, kept coming up to me that – you know, didn't even speak English. That were just like tourists visiting right. the Lakers and just asking for a photo just because of that. So pretty funny. That's amazing. What do you have in store? Um, I mean, by the time people are listening to this anyway, you've already hopefully successfully got on the Jumbotron in Chicago, but what is your costume for the Bulls game? Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm dressing up like a bull. I'm hoping to meet Benny the Bull. Oh, Excellent. yeah, I hope that happens. Yeah. He's one of the I, best I, in the business. Hundred percent. I follow him on TikTok, and he's he's hilarious. Um, so I'm, I'm, he's pretty notoriously known for that. And uh, yeah, so fingers crossed, I'm able to meet him. Uh, the other day, I was in Cleveland and uh, kind of dressed up like a Cavalier. Yep. And uh, randomly, the mascot there actually saw me and came up to me, and we took a pretty funny photo. Yeah. So it's been cool. And you were sitting courtside for that Cavs game, were you not? 
Oh, I was. It was awesome. My, my friend ended up getting two tickets like randomly that night. And then uh, she hooked it up. And Colin, the person traveling with me, he had to buy a seat from far away. Oh, so. Poor Colin. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. So I, I felt bad, but he was a good sport about it. And we ended up switching in the fourth. So he got to check a, a little bit out. What has been like, because this is, a, this is an amazing development. I can't believe you bought basically all the costumes in advance. I, I did not see this coming. I guess in my mind, I just thought you did it sort of Rent a costume the day when of, you get there yeah. or something? <laughs> so I, I, so I love knowing this. But what was um, the most difficult team to come up with a costume for? Like, what, like, where were you like, you know, like, obviously some, you're like, okay, the Sacramento, you know, Kings, I'll dress up as a king. Or the Wizards with the Washington, I'll be a wizard. But, like, what was the most difficult so far? Yeah, so definitely... The Clippers and the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. um, Clippers kind of pieced something together last minute and, and did a two in squad jersey and kind of made this makeshift Kawhi on the back. <laughs> right. Um, which which really resonated with the crowd. And when I turned around to show it, they actually cheered, which yep. was really cool. Yeah. Um, and the Pelicans, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I'm somehow leaning towards being a crawfish or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, we can't Perfect. wait to see how that one unfolds. <laughs> you said the one part uh, very important to wear, you know, the team's gear. That's going to help your chances to get on the Jumbotron. That makes sense. You seem to have a jersey for every single team. Do you have, like, some sort of partnership going on with, like, Mitchell and Ness or something like that? How is this – how do you have all this gear? Yeah, so I, I'm a huge fan of Mitchell and Ness, and since I moved to Philly about eight months ago, I just started going to their store and, and met the managers and all that. Right. And I told them about this trip, and they're like, yeah, we could hook you up with a few jerseys. And I was like, yeah, that would that would be awesome. Yeah. And uh, so they supported it, and their jerseys for me, I started wearing their stuff in high school. I used to go to thrift stores and try to find Mitchell and Ness snapbacks, so it, it was like ideal and perfect and Philly-based. They've been absolutely amazing oh that's cool what do you do for a living david like how i mean how'd you get off work even for a month here are you between jobs or what's going on there no so i, I believe it or not i, I do have a full-time job um <laughs> so currently i do communications for red bull okay and my boss and you know the company have just been super supportive of this personal passion project of mine um to be honest, I talked about it so much in the office that I, I think it was expected at one point. But uh, my team that I work with and, and my boss have been extremely supportive and they're texting me every day, congratulating me. They're like, ah, oh, streaks alive. They like the photos and the videos. So it, it's been pretty great, honestly. You talked about a couple of close calls with just making it on. But what I mean, the truth is, what happens if you don't make it on the Jumbotron in, in these final two weeks? Is it like is it all done at that point? Are you going to continue on? I assume you are, but like, what is there like a, I don't know, a backup sort of emergency plan if that were to happen? So I, I kind of thought about it and then I always stopped thinking about it. Right. To be honest, um, for me, if I don't get on a Jumbotron a day, it, it doesn't matter. I still want to go to 30 NBA games in 30 days. Yeah. Um, basketball, me playing it, me learning about the NBA, me becoming a fan has, has positively changed my life. And for me, seeing each arena and the atmosphere every day is the coolest thing. Um, like when I went to the Lakers and Clippers, both at the Staples Center on the same day within seven, eight hours of each other, like it was amazing to see the different fan bases, in-game presentations, players on the court. So I'll still continue if I don't get on the Jumbotron, but I'm a little scared, you know. Um, <laughs> I want to keep the streak going. A lot of people are supporting it, and, uh, you know, it seems like it's inspired a few people too. So I, I hope to, to bring it to completion. Yeah, I like your chances of uh, going 30 for 30. I don't <laughs> want to jinx anything, but I, I do like your chances. Uh, what's, 
What's been the best game you've seen on this on this trip so far? I know they probably maybe blur together at times, but but like, have you had a game winner, an overtime game? Like, what's the best actual game? Sure. So I, I actually did the math last night, and the games that we've been to, the team, the home team is essentially twelve and five. Okay. So I'd like to think that's pretty positive. Yep. Um, but for me, I think seeing the Lakers, like what they do at the Staples Center, is pretty incredible. Their fan base is so in awe. You know, when I got there for warm-ups and when I was standing up, I, I couldn't stick out because everybody else was standing up. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers also, when they came on the court for warm-ups, you know, went over to the crowd and pumped them up. And it seems like the team has fun and they have an amazing in-game presentation, like their warm-up, like just their routine and all that. It's, it's really cool. Um, so definitely give them props. And I grew up as a Knicks fan. Yep. So going to Madison Square Garden and I actually got to go on the court. This one guy named Anthony MSG. Oh, yeah. He's like the mayor of uh, of the Knicks. Yep. And, and he really he was able to get me on court afterwards and really took care of me. And, you know, to go courtside in New York at MSG is, has been a dream of mine. So that was amazing. How's your health holding up? Uh, because, you know, you're at a lot of arenas. They don't sometimes have the greatest food selections. You're traveling tons. So, you know, Trey and I have talked about it. There are no rules in an airport. You can eat whatever you want at whatever time you want. Um, how are you holding up health-wise? Yeah, it, it's, um, there's, there, it's been a little bit of a struggle. You know, we take airborne every day. Um, <laughs> we, we try to get sleep when we can. It's funny. I, I eat McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's. And Colin's a little bit healthier of an eater, so we, we kind of battle it out there. Um, but in airports, we're the, we're the guys that wear face masks on the plane and, and just oh, wow. to be safe and, wow. and try to avoid all the germs. Um, and I also, I always have a hand sanitizer bottle on me at all times just to make sure that I try to avoid the germs when I can. You, you have thought of everything, Dave. This is well planned out, man. <laughs> I'm legit amazed by this. I, I, I just thought sort of somewhere, like, yeah, you had mapped it all out. Okay, I could technically do this. And then we're just flying by the seat of your pants. You're the exact opposite. You've thought through every little thing here. I absolutely love it. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. It's, um, it's funny because, like, in the grand scheme, yes, but literally – um, we kind of look at things in the next 24 hours, like get through the next 24 hours right. and the next 24 hours. So it, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like we're living in Groundhog Day a little bit. Yeah, it must be crazy. I mean, we took our podcast back when we were up in Toronto. We did like a 10 city tour over, I don't know, that was like three or four weeks. Yeah, eh, probably a little more than 30 days, I would guess. And we wanted to kill each other first off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And yeah. it was just like, it is like. You do it like we compared it always to like what a band must feel like. It's like exhausting, honestly. So I can't even imagine what you and Colin are doing. Yeah, Colin's done some some music in the past and, okay. and been on tour with a few bands, and he was like, "Yep, this is uh, this is exactly what it's like." So <laughs> this like, this right, is the life. Cool. Um, yeah. You know, you talked about some of the best arena experiences. Has has there been a, the a worst game or arena experience, or like for whatever reason? I know you don't want to knock a team by any means, but. It's all right. You, no, can, you can be honest with us. Sure. No, and I, I think honesty is important. I would say um, it, it's tough because sometimes we're seeing teams on a Monday night versus uh, a Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. Yeah. So it's not yep. fully fair to judge. Um, for me, I would say it, it, you can't say it's just every fan base and every team is so different. Like, obviously – the crowd is a little bit more into it if the team has a better product on the court. Yep. But I, I couldn't knock a team. All of them have been so polite in trying to help me accomplish my dreams. And, and uh, you know, so I, I can't knock a team. 
Fair enough. What spot are you most excited for left sort of on your trip here? Is it going up to Canada? Is that going to be an issue? Are you going to be able to get past the border? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I ended up forgetting my passport. <gasps> uh, so luckily a friend was able to ship it out, which was, uh, which was the savings. Wow. In, in Grace. That would have um, been brutal if you had oh, gotten there yeah. and then you didn't. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm glad you um, I, so Golden State, I was so pumped to see them just because they have the brand new arena and, yep. you know, that, so that was awesome. Ended up seeing uh, Guy Fiera there too, which is kind of funny in the crowd. <laughs> awesome. Very uh, cool. Trey Kirby's uh, I, uh, buddy, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, um, and he sticks out. At first I did a double take. I was like, is that, oh, that is Guy. Oh, that's um, guy. He doesn't have problems getting on the jumbo drone. <laughs> no, not at all. And uh, I should just bring him to every game. Um, I'm really excited about seeing Houston. Okay. Uh, I've heard their atmosphere is pretty incredible, and uh, I've never been to a Houston game before. I, I love James Harden. I love Clint Capella, you know, um, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. You mentioned you've been eating a lot of uh, fast food on the road. Clearly, you got to be eating in the arenas, too. I've seen Colin has, a, like, sort of reviews about the different arenas. I was shocked to see that he said the Utah Jazz have had the best food options so far, but he's also throwing out some kudos to the Nuggets. They got solid pretzel bites. What's the best food in an arena that you've been to so far? I honestly, last night in Minnesota, there's this thing called Test Kitchen where they have this local chef who's like adored by the city. Hmm. He makes a new dish every game and you don't know what it's going to be. Um, last night we had these like chicken meatballs with spaghetti and this vodka rigatoni sauce. It was, it was pretty incredible. It felt, I hate to say it and I hope my mom isn't listening. Um, but it was better than my mom's cooking. Wow. So like, I, wow. We're going to have to I clip that and send it to her. Wow. Incredible. Got to give props to Test Kitchen. So. Sounds awesome. Well, we won't keep you much longer because we know you got to get to Chicago. You got to get dressed up. You got to get out to the arena, the United Center. Um, but before we do like uh, two more things, you know, one is there anything, you know, in store for that thirtieth game? Is like there you know, some sort of super costume or something like that, or just you're that's too far ahead in advance? Like, what, what, is there anything for that? Uh, so I, ha- I have a costume plan based on kind of the Oregon Trail for that, um, okay. but uh, you know that that's about it, and that's so fitting because it's really traveled across the country. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we're trying to figure out what we should do if it, if it makes sense to go to a bar afterwards and invite some people out or. Uh, it yeah. is a nationally broadcasted game, so fingers crossed uh, wow. TNT or something reaches out. Oh, so. yeah, I hope so. If you're if you're 29 for 29 at that point, yeah. Well, we'll hey, look, we know some people at TNT, too. We'll make some calls if we can help you out there. Uh, that is, uh, that's pretty awesome. Again, how can people follow this journey, David? Like, what's the easiest way for a, a listener, a no-dunk listener catching this for the first time going, what the heck is going on here? How can they follow this? Sure. So on Instagram, we are 30, F-O-R, 30, F-O-R, 30. That's 30 for 30 for 30. And then um, underscore. <laughs> we tried to get the 30 for 30 for 30, but somebody had it on Instagram and then on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know how that, that is. And, oh, yeah. and then on Twitter, 30 for 30 for 30 as well. Okay, so that's the easiest way to follow David and Collins' really adventure here. 30 days, 30 games, 30 NBA Jumbotrons. As of recording this right now, 17 for 17, hopefully 18 for 18 after tonight in Chicago. Good luck, David, with the uh, rest of the trip. Thank you so much for joining us, um, and and we'll be following you along. Hey, thank you guys. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, looking forward to Chicago tonight. Awesome stuff. All right, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll catch you on Monday. You could stay.